Welcome to the Transportation Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Today we're joined by Rick Spear, president of Leitner Poma of America, to talk about new methods of transportation in urban settings, how rail cars can improve public transit, and the current state of the ski lift business. How you doing, Rick? Fantastic. And you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So, Rick, let's just start at ground level. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do at Leitner Poma? Well, Leitner Poma is a manufacturer of uh, aerial tramways, uh, funiculars, inclined elevators, you know, chairlifts, gondolas. Um, we design, manufacture, and install. Um, we have a factory here in Grand Junction, Colorado, with about 120 employees, uh, civil, electrical, mechanical engineers, machinists, welders, uh, et cetera. Right. We're a worldwide company. Uh, Leitner uh, purchased Poma in the early 2000s, around 2003. Leitner is located about 30 miles south of Innsbruck. Uh, it's across the Italian border in a small town called Sturzing. And Poma is located in Grenoble, France. Oh, wow. So you guys have uh, a nice, decent reach. So, Rick, I want to talk about the industry for a little bit. What are some trends you're seeing? You know, I think we're reading a lot about urban settings, looking into rail cars potentially, and I know that's definitely in your wheelhouse. Well, there is a a trend towards urban transport by cable. Uh, It's becoming more and more popular. Not so much in the U.S. yet, but it's coming. We have a lot of potential projects. But in South America, uh, Colombia, Brazil, uh, Bolivia, uh, we, and we also just installed one about a year and a half ago in Mexico City. It's a five-section gondola. Uh, goes over, goes over everything. Right? It's a, it's a, it's a very inexpensive uh, and efficient way to transport people in the city. The, the streets are taken up. Okay, there's, there's not much space on the ground. If you add a bus lane, you just eliminate a car lane. Is what you do. So you reach saturation of buses in a hurry because you're pushing cars off the road. And subways to go underground is extremely expensive. It takes 20 years to build one of those things, depending on how long it is, of course. But it's people don't want to wait that long for a better way to travel, better way to beat the traffic. So gondolas, I mean, they only they take up a small footprint. Uh, they're, I would say, one third or one quarter the cost of a train. Suppose you were doing a train on the ground because the, the train tracks cost so much money. So it's a great way to transport people. It's safe. You know, it's very safe. Uh, can handle all kinds of weather. Uh, actually, we have one. We, uh, the Roosevelt Island Tram runs from 2nd and 58th Street in Manhattan over to across the East River to, to uh, Roosevelt Island. And people take it back and forth to work every day. Right, that just seems practical. So, Rick, I, how difficult is it to get one of these projects started in one of these cities? Because I imagine there's got to be lots of regulations and ordinances to worry about. How difficult is it to start even thinking about having a project in a in an urban setting? Well, the downside is that I, I, I believe that the United States is probably the hardest place to build one. Right, because uh, because you know the residential. If, if one person doesn't want it to go above or around or near their near their house or office, then they they can stop it. Um, whereas in the, let's say third world countries, uh, other places, it's a little bit easier to do that. I would say the less residential, the better for any project, whether you're doing a train or road or 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 a tramway or a tramway. But you know you need a tower. 
which is the base of the tower is maybe uh, four, five, five feet by five feet, every 200 feet. That's all you need. That's it, all right? And you can go, the towers go anywhere from 40 feet high, let's say, for example, to uh, 70 or 80 feet high, depending on what you have to go across, whether it's a river or, or parking garage, whatever. So in this, we find in the cities, you know, urban areas, it's a little tough, but in the cities, it's, it's, we've got, we got a lot of traction. We got a pretty, you know, we, Boston and Clemson, South Carolina. We're talking to somebody in Oakland, uh, here in the next day or two, um, New Orleans, Miami. There's a, there's a lot of interest. I will say that. Right. Right. So what about from like a funding angle? Is it easy to make an argument for why this is a good investment for a city? Yes. I mean, it depends on the, uh, the, the situation. Like in Boston, uh, the Millennium Group owns uh, a lot of property in Southport, but the road is impossible now. So in order for them to develop that property, uh, this is a little preliminary, but we've been talking about it, and they're talking to the city of Boston. Uh, in order to develop the property, they need a way to, to get people back and forth from South Station to Southport, which is about a mile. And... Um, and, and to digress a little bit, this is what, you know, tramways, gondolas are not your major transportation system. What we say is they're the first mile, last mile, right? In other words, you, you take the subway from, from Norwood into Boston, right, to South Station, and you come up out of, the, out of South Station into the city, bang, you jump on a gondola, and you're at Southport in, in five minutes, right? That's, that's the best application. Right, it's an extension for the commute, not the not the entire commute. Correct, and that one would be, would be funded by Millennium. Otherwise, they can't develop the property. Uh, there's an East River project in New York City, and that's more. Uh, I know one of the concepts there is to use advertising on the cabins to help pay for it. Um, the Roosevelt, the tram on Roosevelt Island is uh, it's the same fare as a subway, right? So you, you just you just take your MTA card, switch it through, and off you go, right? Get on get on the uh, on on the tram. So it's two dollars and seventy five cents for locals less, of course, because they'll buy a pass for months, right? So and uh, and the tram either makes money or breaks even. It's very close. Yeah, I mean, it looks like there are di different opportunities for you know making that money back in some way. So that's definitely exciting. Yeah, it, it's it, it really, you know, every transportation system that I know of, public transportation system, is is funded by the public. Okay, and it's a matter of do you want to pay, you know, a zillion dollars to do a tunnel and a and a and a uh, uh, a train, or do you want to spend, you know, one hundredth of a trillion, right? <laughs> Whatever, it's a lot less, a lot less money for a gondola. I mean, it's pretty, that's why there's so much traction. Because if I were to, if I compare, which I've done before, compare, okay, we're going to do the train, right? Okay, how much for the train? Oh, I don't know. You get a, get a price from somebody else and they get the price. And then I price the gondola. It's, it's much less expensive. Is it coming from the technology? Is that why we're seeing this push right now? Or, or is there a different reason that it's blowing up now and then you're seeing more interest? There's, there's a demand. Okay. okay. A lot of cities have traffic problem and the and the ground is taken up and people don't want to wait for a subway to be built right so so and, and we're there's more and more awareness uh la paz in bolivia rio uh medellin in colombia the one in mexico city right there's portland right so there's more and more 
awareness and plus plus we're branching out right we're we're getting much more aggressive us and our competitor get much more aggressive to go towards cities and say hey look this works right so uh we're looking you know, we're looking to grow a business like anybody else right uh, the ski business is a good business but it's it's flat we're replacing we're replacing uh old quad chairlifts with brand new eight places with heated seats and things like that but we're looking for more you know more places for our product let's zoom out of the urban setting for a little bit and talk about ski resorts right which you mentioned because i think ski lifts is probably one of your most recognizable products right so how has that industry or, or that business specifically changed over time it has have things like global warming or, or, or other uh, economic issues affected that business because it seems like it'd be relatively consistent otherwise right right well it's it's just been a a, a solid business it, the, the ski you know, we go by uh, to to measure how many people ski in the United States. We go by ticket sales, right? We we uh, we know how many tickets, single day tickets, about are sold every year, and it's hovered right around fifty to fifty five million for I don't know ten, fifteen years, right? Depending on snow and the economy, right? It'll it'll hover right around in there. I mean, when the economy goes down, it's such a family sport that when the economy goes down, the people Instead of buying $200 bottles of wine, they buy $50 bottles of wine. They go home Sunday night instead of staying over, right? So, so they, somehow they find a way to ski. So it's been a good, solid business. But it, like I said, it's, 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 it's level, and we want to grow our company, right? So we're in wind generation, okay? To, to, yeah, global warming is a good it's a, it's a, it's a, an important point that you bring up there. We're all concerned about it. Ski resorts, of course, are because the snow levels are, you know, let's say they're they're going, they're less and less, right? It's it's a fact, right? So we 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 make more snow, we come become more efficient. We're much more efficient making snow now. We need less water, less um, energy to make the same amount of snow, uh, and the lifts are getting. We take two lifts out and put one lift in, a bigger one. Uh, so there's been a lot of a lot of act, you know, the the ski resorts are very concerned about global warming so they're paying attention right they're they're not just, and it's not just green speak they're they're really paying attention so i i say with with that awareness and acceptance that there is global warming it's really it's it's i gotta say that the business is is pretty healthy it really is well that's good to hear so rick my last question for you is uh you know and, and you can take this in any direction you want but what in your industry are you excited for? What what, what are you looking forward to and, and what are you not looking forward to? Well, I'm not looking forward to global warming getting worse. That's I am looking forward to you know to the urban applications. I really am. They're 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 exciting. They're all it's all new. Uh, we just we just finished a train. Some in, in the airports, the, the trains you see, the shuttle trains in are either self powered and, and some are powered by cable. We just finished two trains in uh, the Miami International Airport, right? To go from the basic base terminal over to satellite E. So projects like that are ex are exciting for us, right? A new way to convey people. It's very quiet. Uh, you can't get greener. Let, let's say for for a gondola in the city, there's like this gondola I'm talking about in Boston. One electric motor runs the whole lift with like 200 cabins. So you have 200. Eight passenger or ten passenger cabins, right, run by one electric motor, and you just can't get greener, right? So I'm really 
that gives me excitement. And we just came up with a new, what you call a direct drive, so there's no gearbox, it's just big electric motor, so there's less friction. So, you know, we're, business is pretty good, okay? Business is good, and we're able to spend money on R&R, on &R, right? So uh, it's, it's, it's going well. It's going well. And, and I like to see that progression into, into cities um, and, and tourism. Tourism is going off the charts right now. And we just, we're building a three-section, uh, what we call a 3S with, with a, I think, 150, 35 passenger cabins for tourism in, in China in one place. So it's, uh, it's, anyway, that's, I'll stop there. <laughs> well, that's incredible, Rick. And I, and I, I genuinely appreciate your time and, and thank you for sharing this with us. Thanks. It's great to talk to you. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.